Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman podcast. And you're listening to another fine show from the From Page to Screen media empire. Hey guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Hall Bowl Suites. I love the pace and the fastness, and I love the fact that you just roll with it. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm Jake Amino, the writer-director of Deviation. My name is Nathan Whitehead, and I wrote the music for Beyond Skyline. Hello, Stuart. Just a quick hello from Sarah Douglas. Hi, this is Ben Lloyd Holmes from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hey, Stuart. Page the screen. Dot-com up in my bungalows. Snake, get up to my motorcycle, running and tracking up with my fucking snake, genius, with Dom, eating pizza, and pussy. I'm Neil Johnson, I directed Rogue Warrior and The Time War, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. The From Page to Screen Hello. <laughs> Hello. Good evening. How is everybody? Uh, I think I'm alright, actually. My my recording thing's not doing a right lot, so uh, Bob, you may want to send me that mp3 at the end of the show just email it through to me whatever <laughs> just in case mine isn't working <laughs> okie dokie so um i think it's working but anyway so bob's recording this is the wonderful thing of having more than one recording it's great uh-huh. i think what it is is my computer can't handle the both of you being on the same show because it's been so long <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. it's been like uh-huh. a month i was expecting <laughs> that <laughs> so yeah. i think rob went for drinks then Bob was birthday celebrations, please. You, well, you say that. Well, birthday celebrations involving drinks, um, and then Bob was either out, and then the week after, I think Bob was ill, or the other way round. Uh, I can't remember, but it's been a month. But we're back. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. So, where the heck did we start? Episode four hundred and forty-one, which is good. Um, I would like to say this is a, an award-nominated podcast, but it's not. Cause not yet. Not yet. Do you not have the link yet? No. Well, it's not even the podcast anyway. It's the website that's been nominated uh, for UK Blog Awards. Ah. So that's quite... Uh, I don't think you knew about that, did you, Bob? Uh, I read about it. You put something up on uh, Twitter or something? I do. I put something up about it everywhere. I get nominated for something <laughs> or somebody actually recognises me. I'm like, I'm sharing that sucker everywhere. It's been on oh, Instagram true. and everything. <laughs> I, I know some of these uh, bloggers anyway, um, and uh, you know, wouldn't surprise me. You know, I, I could go and register a domain name for you now, Stuart. You know, and uh, we'll nominate you, and you can be be the winner in three three minutes flat. Sweet. So, I mean, even if I don't win, <laughs> I, I'm still now a nominated website editor, creator, writer, whatever. So that's kind of cool. I'm genuinely quite happy about that. So. Mm. Um, but they did email me, I think, on Saturday morning saying you will get the link within 24 hours. It might be Friday, actually. And uh, I'm still waiting for it, so I don't know what. I might be work 24 hours. 
Possibly. It might be Hermes 24 hours, in which case I'll probably get it next week at some point. <laughs> Thrown into next door's dustbin. Yeah, so that's a shout out <laughs> for anybody who knows who Hermes, the courier company is. You may be lucky if I uh, ever get my voting link. So, yeah, funny game. And, and, and nice to know that you uh, or, or your followers are genuine and not bought in, Stuart. Oh, God, no. I, I, I don't understand people buying Well, I kind of do understand people buying them because there's that whole illusion where the I don't like the way the world is run by numbers. Currency mm. numbers, I quite understand, but uh, you're more popular if you've got 50,000 Twitter followers or Instagram followers than you are if you've got 500, which is nuts. I would rather have 500 genuine followers than 50,000 and you know 49,500 of those were bought and paid for. Especially mm. those that kind of interact with you and kind of comment and and like what you're you're posting yeah well here's yeah, unless my... of course those are in russia uh, <laughs> well yeah no i i tend not to it's like if somebody starts following me and i cannot read their uh twitter profile i gen i generally don't follow them back because i don't know who they are so it's yeah. like no offense but you know i'm not gonna block you or anything i know people that do that it's like if somebody follows them and they don't like them they just they they block them so like, well I don't need to block anybody unless they're a dick, basically. I was going to say, leave my ex-wife out of this. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever blocked anybody on Twitter? I mean, Rob, you probably have. Uh, Bob, yeah. you've probably blocked a small amount. I don't think I have, no, really. I've blocked any. No. Um, I don't need to. They tend to block me. <laughs> so it is just me. The thing is, you can mute people on Twitter, which is quite nice. So if you don't want to see them, just mute them. Yeah. I, I, I obviously do what you what you've just described there, Stuart. Um, you get the people who follow you, and you know if they're genuine followers, uh, I like to follow back. But you know if you go to the profile and you think I'm not 100 percent sure why you're following me, it seems a bit odd. Then uh, you know if there's no kind of link to uh, what they're following me about, then um, I won't follow back. But otherwise, I get a follow. The only ones I don't like are the porn bots. And yeah, you, you can spot them a mile off, not just because of the pictures, but their name will be like <laughs> Lucy one two seven eight three nine six. You're like, that's not even no. So you can spot them a mile off, and then if you don't mm-hmm. follow them, they usually jump into your DMs and go hi. So then you go hi, and they go, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. You, I'm okay. Where are you from? You're like, you know what? Bugger off. Let's <laughs> get yeah. rid of them. So you do get quite a lot of those. Or the other thing of that is you'll you'll see them retweet something that you tweeted like four years ago that mm. happens you're like where the hell did they get that tweet from it's, it's quite weird i don't know where they get the tweets from but it's uh do you think troll wise there's more on facebook than there is twitter or how do you find it um i, I for me i think i notice them more on twitter than facebook just because i think twitter's probably an easier platform for kind of people to write code for and for it to easily jump in there and try and manipulate something facebook i think is a bit more personal it's very easy to to see kind of who the person is have they got kind of a picture that looks like the person it could be you know do they have genuine looking followers um whereas twitter it just seems to be kind of so obvious um these things so yeah i seem to notice it more on twitter how about you bob i'm the opposite i think there's a hell of a lot more trolls on facebook yeah I'm inclined for uh-huh. that. I mean, I get probably each day 20, 30 friend requests. And a lot of it's because it's mutual friends. And it, it will usually come up with like, mm. you have 200 mutual friends in common or whatever. So I'll look <laughs> at it 
and then I'll look at their profession. So if it doesn't yeah. have a profession or they're like, here, you can look at my photos on this link, then it's declined. But mm. if they're like actors, writers, producers, authors, then I Yeah, someone valid. Yeah, somebody valid, then I, uh, usually I will sort of go, yeah. yep, I'll follow them. And then if they start acting like idiots, so they send me a video link, click on this. Or, or the old <laughs> favorite, oh, somebody's videoed you doing this. I can't believe you got up to that. Yeah, block. Go away. Oh, I've had the emails of that this week. Really? Okay, do tell. Yeah. Oh, no, basically, I got, um, earlier in the week, I received one of the dreaded kind of spam um, emails that are trying to kind of, you know, get money from you, um, purporting to come from my own email address. Yeah. It says, hello. I am a hacker who cracked your email address as well as device a several weeks ago. You <laughs> entered your password on one of the websites you visited and I intercepted this. This is the security password for blah, blah, blah uh, on the time of the hack and gives the password. Yep. However, you will change it or even already changed it. <laughs> Nevertheless, this does not really matter. My personal malicious software modified it each and every time. Do not attempt to contact me or find me. It is impossible <laughs> since I sent you email from your own email account. Through your own email, I uploaded malicious code to your operating system. I saved all your contacts together with buddies, co-workers, family members, plus a full history of visits to the internet resources. Additionally, I set up a Trojan on your system. You will not be my only target. I normally lock desktops and ask for ransom. Nevertheless, I was struck through the websites of intimate content material that you typically take a look at. I am in shock of your current fantasies. <laughs> I've currently not seen something like this. So, when you had fun on piquant websites, you know what I am talking about. <laughs> I, created a I created screenshot with using my program via your camera on your system. Which is a neat trick, considering my desktop does not have a camera. Mm -hmm. There, thereafter, I put together them to the content of the currently seen website. There will be giggling when I send these photos to your connections. Goes on like that, and then basically wants me to send nine hundred dollars in bitcoins to whoever. <laughs> nine hundred dollars. That's that's extortionate. When they sent me the same email about a week ago, Bob. Um, I was only asking $200. <laughs> well, wow. to, to be fair, Rob. My website must have been a lot more kind of, you know, econ than yours. Exactly. <laughs> but, and I had exactly the same, same issue. You know, I don't have a webcam. <laughs> That's exactly where I was headed. I'm like, well, some of the websites that Bob looks at are a bit more extreme than the ones you look at, Rob. So, you know, for me, they actually yeah, paid me tax. 12 quid. So, you know, they paid me. So that's all right. So are you, are you going to pay the ransom then, Bob? <laughs> You've already paid it, haven't you? No, no, no. Apparently the time ran out last Tuesday, something like that. So you should have all have received the uh, email with the videos. No, it's uh, obviously got delayed. Oh. Again. Yeah. <laughs> I've, uh, I mean, I won't get them anyway because my AVG virus blocks out pictures with uh, with sheep on it. So it's it a <laughs> oh, no. sheep filter. That's, that's, uh, it's not sheep. That'd be if I was from Yorkshire. That would be our whales. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely forgot that Rob was from Wales for a split second then. 
<laughs> it's just a, somebody at my day job who, who gets ridiculed for sheep often, and she's from Wales, so mm. that's where that one came from. Ah, it's all Yorkshire, tell me. Tell you. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, we're uh, getting back on track away from sheep and Ransom and Bob's uh, web history. The, yeah. From page to screen.com has been nominated for a UK blog award. And I do apologize for everybody's timeline when I do actually get the voting link because, my God, am I going to go viral with that sucker. <laughs> um, so I, I will be putting instructions on how to vote once I find out how to vote, as in how long it'll take, whether you need to put your email address in, how long it takes, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So please do vote because not only would I love to win, but there is also another blog that I want to flatten into the ground for various reasons that I'll go into uh, <laughs> off the podcast. I'm going to be using a various set of techniques for voting. None of them dodgy, but just basically reminding everybody who, who can vote for me that I don't do this for the money. I, I not, None of my content's monetized. I do it because I like it. I do it to help others. So that's what I think. I'm not in it just for the freebies, although freebies would be nice. I would quite like to get lots of freebies. but uh, Just the recognition. Yeah, just the recognition is kind of cool. Mm. Yeah. But also the more uh, sort of traffic the website gets, the more people who, who make the films that are uh, written about on my website, the more views they'll get. So it's kind of like a snowball effect. So yeah. I will be going big guns on that. I don't know how long the voting is going to be open for. It could be a week. It could be a month. It could be could be 24 hours for all I know. I have no idea because I've not got the email yet. So. Um, that's kind of cool. Uh, these podcasts are also available on Spotify now, by the way. Ooh. Sweet. I submitted them about a month ago, and it's generally it takes about two to three weeks. <laughs> and There's a theme emerging in this uh, this episode. Delivered by Hermes. Yeah, pretty much. Well, no, because I submitted it through one of the, the hosting sites, because this, basically this podcast gets edited and then goes up onto two separate hosting platforms. Spreaker is one of them. And uh, TalkShoe is the other one. TalkShoe fires off out to iTunes and through Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that. And Spreaker goes off to other places like iHeartRadio. That one goes to Facebook and a whole bunch of other places. And there was an option saying, do you want to submit your podcast to Spotify? So I thought, yeah, I'll go for that. So I submitted it and then I didn't hear anything. And it kind of annoyed me because it's like the Monday Movie Show, that's on Spotify. And I'm like, why are they on Spotify and I'm not? Are they saying that Monday movie shows better by show? How dare they? So I was getting a little bit annoyed. And then I decided to download the Spotify app midweek this week. So I downloaded it, searched for the movie show, and it was there. So I don't know how long it's been on there, but you can uh, go onto Spotify and download all the episodes for free. So that's kind of cool. Nice. So, but it's just for some reason they never bothered to notify me that we're actually on there so <laughs> um, the show is pretty much everywhere worldwide and on YouTube I put it it goes onto YouTube on audio form and last yeah. week the episode was entitled they live we podcast because we chatted a little <laughs> bit about they live so that was kind of cool exactly. and I put a picture of the aliens from they live and YouTube went oh copyright copyright and <laughs> hammered me with a copyright thing so I'm like really for a still image get a grip so I do need to go in and change that image because why should YouTube yeah. get some money just because I'm using a single still image for a film that they didn't make mm. exactly so I need to go out and sort that out <laughs> um, I'm trying to get oh November the 6th I've got to go through a bunch of little things Don't and then we'll get on to what everybody's been up to November the 6th is Stranger Things Day 
Are you all excited about Stranger Things Day? And are you wondering why November the 6th is Stranger Things Day? Go on, you go first, Rob. Okay, well, um, anything Stranger Things I'm excited about. I love the show ever since being introduced to it. Um, couldn't put it down, kind of watched uh, the first two seasons in probably two weeks. Um, so I didn't know um, that the day was coming up, but yes, I'm excited about it. It is, because November the 6th is the day that Will Byers first went into the Upside Down. It's the day he disappeared. Ah. So, mm-hmm. Bob, you've not watched all of Stranger Things, have you? No, I've watched episode one. And what what did you think? <laughs> it was okay, but not worth carrying on with, eh? <laughs> I, I thought it was okay. I, it's you know, it's one of those ones that it didn't grab me straight away. But um, as we discussed last week, I will give it up to episode four. I'll probably start again, probably after November the sixth, seeing as it's only two days off. It is. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, basically, it's a case of. Um, I don't know. I think I probably had other things on my plate at the time, and it was just a case of it didn't grab me as much as some others. I think it is, isn't it? Because it's like there's mm. so many shows that I've watched the pilot episode. I mean, Rob and I chatted about The Purge, you know, a few yeah. weeks back, and it was like I watched the first episode of that and enjoyed it, and I just didn't go back and watch it. Not because I didn't like it, just because there's so much stuff to watch, and I've been too busy watching 20 or 30 films a week. So I'm guessing Stranger Things was sort of <laughs> similar to that. You didn't hate it, but there's other things you no. need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But I probably will get into it. It is good. I think well, season yeah. two is not as good as season one, I didn't think. But it's kind of nice seeing all the same characters again. So it does have that bonus. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what the world is going to do on Stranger Things Day. I don't know if we're all going to disappear into some sort of weird dimension or put her 80s hats on or start there already happened (laughs) yeah exactly i don't know what they're going to do but i'm sure they'll do something there are rumors that they're going to drop the season three trailer or the teaser trailer because stranger things season three is out next year so yeah we shall see so uh who shall we start with bob what the hell have you been up to since you were last on the podcast well, I've been away for a week, as you know, seven days, you know, so, um, you know, nice short time. Uh, <laughs> I'm not having a dig, honest. <laughs> Man, you, why am I having a dig at Rob? I mean, come on. You know, it's a case of the person that's having a dig at both of us is, the, you know, the main podcaster here, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I was away... When I was busy, he like was I said earlier on Facebook, you know, anybody wants to shut Stuart up, just uh, pledge an amount. All money can go ch- to children in need, and we can just kind of gag him for the night. As I said to Rob, Ooh. I'm like, never mind children in need, just give me the money, I'll go away for a few weeks. I can come back with, <laughs> with, with perfect ribs or whatever it is. But I yeah. think you're having a go at Rob, Bob, because it's nice that he's here. It is. I think yes. it's a nice surprise and that, it's nice that, for that me we're to all together there. again. Yeah. So anyway, so going back to your original question, sir, um, basically I've been, uh, I've had a very enjoyable weekend. It's uh, been one of my Emily weekends, so I've had my daughter over. This happens once a fortnight. Um, we've had a very busy day today. Um, we've done an escape room. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, um, this, there's a bit of a story to this, because um, Emily's just turned 11, you know, in back end of August, so, um, and most of the escape rooms seem to have a, a, an age minimum of like 14. Mm-hmm. 
So one of the guys at work was basically going on about mention, well, things to do for his stag do. And one of the things suggested was doing an escape room and what have you. So I had a look at the local one again. And on one part of the website, it said 14. On the booking form, it says 12. <laughs> and on the FAQ, it says 10. Oh. So I thought, okay, I'm going out on a limb here. So I emailed them and I said, no disrespect. Your website's a bit kind of um, cockeyed. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what's the minimum age? And very helpful lady at the other end basically came back and said, 10. I said, thank you very much. You've just made my daughter very happy because um, Emily's wanted to do one for ages. So, um, you know, this has basically made her day. So mm. there is a little one that started up a while ago, probably about a year ago now, um, in the town that we live. So we booked into there. Um, so there's myself, Emily, and my sister, who I've done a couple of escape rooms with before. So a known value kind of thing. So anyway, we went down there. Very, very enjoyable. A few kind of things there that blindsided us in a good way. Um, we had a very enjoyable kind of, you get, you're basically locked into a room for an hour, solve the puzzles to get out. Um, we got out with two and a half minutes to spare. Wow. <laughs> we literally were cutting it to, to the kind of edge. <laughs> um, everyone really enjoyed themselves. Uh, I mean, the company had really done well in the way they'd done it. I mean, like I say, I've done a couple before, and this really was, you know, very well done. Um, even just the way that it all started, you start out with a briefing on kind of, right, you know, some, some things in there are not to be touched. They're marked like this. You know, here's all the types of locks we use and how to use them, what have you. Um you know, don't take pictures with your mobile phones while you're in there, but you are allowed to use mobile phones for other things, blah, blah, blah. And she, basically the person giving the kind of briefing walked away, sat down behind the control desk in reception and what have you. Next thing we know, we're sat there kind of thing, and someone's mobile phone goes off. In this case, if it's not mine, it's not my sister's, so called to the lady in reception, it's a case of... Um, think there's a phone going off is it yours so pointedly said no it's not my phone and there on the desk was a mobile phone okay you pick that up and that's the start of the room oh nice mm. <laughs> you literally as you answer it yeah you're basically given the briefing then of right you know look yeah and the kind of ex you're in, drawn into the story and it was a case of wow what an excellent way to do it yeah that's how um, how scary is the the visual of when you go in that escape room? Because I was talking to Annette about it, and she's like, "Nope, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it." Because she's quite. We've, I've seen Saw many times, and I think she has the impression yeah. it's kind of like that. No, no. Um, I've done one that is like that, and that was very good. But this one, um, the storyline behind this one is, uh, without giving anything away, hopefully, yes. Yeah. You can read this on the uh, you know the website. Um, you're basically called in. The phone call you get is basically a case of um, you're, you're a police person or a group of police people. You're the closest to an incident. Go in there. You've not got to solve the incident. You've got to lift the evidence because you're corrupt. Oh, okay. 
And it's basically a case of the evidence on scene will show that you're corrupt. So you've got to go in there and lift the evidence and swap it for clean evidence and get out, leaving the room looking like it's relatively untouched. So how does that work, though? Because, you know, Emily was in there, you were in there, your sister was in there. Yeah. Are you all trying to steal the same bit of evidence? Are you all like part yep, of a team? And you've got, team. So it's kind of like yeah. the shield, where it's like yeah. you're, a, you're a police unit and you collectively you've got to exactly. get the evidence. Right, right, that's good. So, yeah, I, I mean, I know Annette's probably kind of worried about scary things. Don't be, not on that. It was phenomenal. You know, she would love that just for the kind of solving the clues bit. There was nothing scary about it at all. So do you think if you went back down to that same one like in a month, it would probably be the same story, or do they tend to revolve them or, or change them up? They've got... Uh, I mean, it's it's a building over many uh, over about four levels. So that actual room, the, there's basically three rooms that they've got there, three... I'm saying rooms, three kind of storylines that they run. Um, so that one will be the same. So if right. I go down and do that same... You know, I, I wouldn't do that same story again. No. I'd do one of the other two, which is quite good because I've already booked to do one. <laughs> <laughs> so you sort of choose it. You you could phone them up literally and go, I want to do the police evidence one that I've heard about. Yeah, you, right. you'd basically go online um, or phone them up and it's a case of, right, you know, a friend of mine has told me that this one's a good one. Can I book in to do it? And that would be it. And what's yeah. the sort of cost on these? Um, it's, they're not cheap. But they are good. I mean, it basically cost um, cost us about sixty quid for the three of us. Yeah, it's not bad. That's though. twenty quid a person, but it really was. You know, it, it's it's an experience. Um, yeah. I mean, to give you the idea, you come out of it at the end, and I mean, they've got music playing in the background, and as the hour that you're locked in for, supposedly, uh, as that's counting down the tempo of the music increases. So it really does get you. I mean, you know, soundtracks on films are done to do that. Yeah. And it's the same. I mean, we came out of there with two and a half minutes to go and all of us had big grins on our faces because we'd done it. I was sweating like nobody's business. <laughs> um, as we got out, basically heading away, you know, we thought, right, we'll go and have a, a you know, go and have a natter and debrief and what have you and chat and discuss it. And both Emily and myself said our legs are actually turned to jelly, you know, from the adrenaline of it. Nice. So, yeah, really well done. And was it just the three of you in there? Because there's nothing worse than that when you go through something like that and it's like, oh, well, let's just fill this room up because there's another four people that you don't really know. It, it is just your group that are in there? I, I've done... Did one the first one I ever did was over in um, Breckenridge in Colorado, and that was two groups in at one time. There was a group that I with was with, which was four people, and there was another four people, right. and that didn't. Although we got out, it didn't work as well. No. Um, this time there was just the three of us, and I think the maximum that they'll allow in on that is six people. So you can do it between two and six people. Yeah, because you'd really want to go down. And do it with people you know, rather oh, yeah. than because there'd be nothing worse than you. You get some div who's who's in your group and you don't really know him. And he's like, oh, I think we need mm. to do this. No, you don't. You bloody idiot! It just ruined my experience. It would well annoy. <laughs> so I would rather do it as a group of friends well, going in. So it's good that you can do. 
Yeah. I'd love to do one with the three of us. Get the Geek Squad together. Well, the, the last time um, I <laughs> checked the, the local venue, which is literally um, a few minutes down the road um, here, they had um, a sci-fi-themed one running. Ooh. Nice. So it was all kind of futuristic. and. Uh, so I'm going to throw this out to you then, Mr. Bannerman. Yeah. Due to the fact that I'd sign up for that in a heartbeat, would you be up for a trip down there at some point? Yeah, of course I would, especially in 2019, because it's, it's <laughs> our, uh, our convention year, isn't it? It is. So there you go, Rob. If you could look into that for us. Not a problem. Uh, Share we will, some uh, links in the Geek yeah, House so everybody can. We'll do. <laughs> there you go. It's another one to do. I'm looking forward to that already. <laughs> I, I'm quite freaked out that there's only about six months of the year, uh, six weeks of the year six left. That's quite crazy. Yeah, I wish there I was six months left. It's kind of scary now. We're you know, yep. near enough to end of the first week of November. What's a lot about? Yeah, so there'll be eight weeks till we start another month, uh, another year, sorry. Yeah, you're as bad as I am, aren't you? <laughs> years, I We're suffering from post-monkey virus. Definitely. That's what I reckon. But so. yeah, that, that was my um, experience with that. I have watched, uh, like I say, a couple of films as well. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I, I put up on the Geek House that I was very impressed with is, as we've discussed before, I've been trying to get my daughter to watch Star Wars. Yes, and... Yes. So last night, I mean, Stuart lent me the uh, the box set things. Last night, basically, we got down and made you know, a TV dinner kind of thing, which was steak, strangely enough, steak Saturday. Um, sat down, and Emily was a case of, right, are we going to put YouTube on? No. I've queued something else up. <laughs> and away we went with uh, you know those wonderful titles scrolling off into the distance. What was the initial reaction to uh, to that, Bob? She was a little bemused at first. Didn't really know what she, what to expect. Mm-hmm. But very quickly, as you got into the movie, it was a case of, oh, is that such and such? And it's a case of, yes. <laughs> oh, is, is that them? And it's case, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, you were lost the, the characters. What was, what was the such and such? Would it be like Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia? Princess Leia, Hans. When it came to, uh, you know, like the cantina scene, it's because that's Han Solo, isn't it? And it's because, yes. <laughs> uh, she was well made up with seeing Chewbacca. Where do you think she got those names and stuff from? I mean, this is the first Star Wars movie she's ever seen. Oh, is, it is yeah. in pop culture, but I'm just curious. Yeah, but she's played like the Lego games and all this. So, uh-huh. uh, you know, I think she's one of her friends has Star Wars Battlefronts 2 that they play and all this. And of course, uh-huh. they've got the Lego sets. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. So, yeah, she knows a lot about them that way, but. You know, she was very, very impressed watching the film and got to the end of it very excited and all this. And he's looking forward to watching episode five next time. She's fantastic. Because nice. it is weird. <laughs> you go back and I love A New Hope, but it yeah. is very slow paced. If you go back and look at it from the way they make films now, there's no big, you know, major action set pieces until the, the Death Star battle at the end, really. Uh, but I mean, the other thing as well that, I mean, I've not seen The New Hope for quite a while. And one of the things that kind of I noticed a lot of was how the lightsaber duels have come along so much. <laughs> yeah, but just... that's because of the technology. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when they did that, 
they were basically having to stop at you know kind of one clash of lightsabers because they were using fluorescent tubes weren't they or something like they that were, yeah mm. flu- fluorescent tubes broom handles and all that sort of stuff so yeah <laughs> it was good i mean a few you sort of mentioned you hadn't seen a new hope for a while have you seen the special edition before because that's what you would have watched isn't it the, with the the horrible bloody job of the hut scene in it oh yeah well, this is it. It's a case of watching that. It was a case of quite a few of the things. I've never seen it before. But even though it's that long, you know, quite a while since I've watched the first one again, it was a case of, that's a new scene. Yeah. That's new. <laughs> yeah. So you can easily pick up on a case of, ooh, yeah, not seen that bit. <laughs> and was, yeah. I mean, some of the changes they've done are quite good. There's, you know, they've added loads more stormtroopers. They've added a lot more X-Wings to the Death Star battle at the end. But that horrible job of the hot scenes, horrendous. The CGI is dreadful, and there's some silly little bits when they first enter Mos Eisley Canteen, and you know some of the creatures walking around outside. It's it's blatant. Uh, oh yeah. Oh look, look what we can do. That hasn't aged well, but <laughs> all in all, the film is still a classic. I think. Oh, definitely, definitely. It's going to be interesting, like say, taking Emily through them all. So, like you say, you know, kind of four, five, six, one, two, three. Yeah, you know, and then doing like that. Is that how you're going to do it? You're going to watch four, five, six, one, two. You're going to watch them in the yeah. order they came out. Chronological order. Yeah, it's, it's best way, isn't it? And yeah. I think even things like Rogue One, uh, you know, Last Jedi stuff. I think she's old enough to watch all of those. Oh yeah, she's looking mm. forward to. She she knows about Ray, and she liked Ray, yeah. so she wants to watch those. They so. mind Ray BB-8. That's the star of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic so I'm looking forward to an update on Empire as well especially with the I'm your father spoiler yeah. <laughs> oh she uh, already I've... knows that oh really oh yeah. she it was basically a case of as we're watching this it's because but Darth Vader's his dad oh. <laughs> don't know where Sorry, you've heard that to from <laughs> don't know where you've heard that from that's not true not at yeah. all so so yeah that was uh, that's been the majority of my weekend, some fun times with Emily, like say, films and escape rooms. Another Sounds Star good. Wars fan in the world as well, which is amazing. Yep. But don't worry, Rob, I will get her on to Star Trek then. I was wondering, actually, when I saw the post earlier on Facebook, um, I was wondering if uh, she'd been introduced to Star Trek yet. There's got to be balance to the force. Of course. prosper. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna struggle when it comes to Star Trek, the slow motion picture, though, aren't you? Oh my god! Well, yeah, but she'll be running for you. Gotta take the roof. Gotta take the roof with the smooth. You do. Can I ask the Bob, ones um, where she gets to like episode four on that? Yeah, you know, and uh, was it the voyage home? Oh, that's mm. my favourite one. I like that. Yeah, yeah, where it's a case of yeah, you know, kind of Scotty with the the mouse going computer, yeah. computer, <laughs> double dumbass on you. But no, yeah. Rob, what were you going to ask Bob? Uh, I was just wondering, um, Bob mentioned he'd uh, kind of rebooked to go back to uh, the escape room. Is that something are you have you rebooked for um, the whole group who went this time, or is it going to yes. be different people this the next one? Oh, we, we've got the same group, but we can okay. add to them. It's just that um, as you're coming, you know, as you finish, they basically say, right, you know, you've got like a, a discount if you book one now, and you can ah. do Rather than actually making a proper booking as such, you can book the voucher. Mm-hmm. So I basically just said, fair enough, you get a 10% off it or something like that. So it gets fair enough, yeah, we're definitely coming back. I want to do all three rooms, basically. <laughs> what, 
what are the other two rooms based on? Do you know the uh, the kind I, of the yes. storylines? Um, there's one we might have to do first in because it's a company that's also got some based in Manchester. Uh. Um, so the second one, the next one we'll be doing is actually a jewel robbery. Mm-hmm. And you've got to basically pinch uh, a, a 150 carat diamond, I think it is. And so that's going to be quite uh, a good one. Um, so you basically kind of Ocean's Eleven type thing. <laughs> <laughs> and the third one is actually a follow-up to one that is based in Manchester. So this is why I'm thinking I might go down there and do this one first. Um, but it's it all revolves around Harry Potter type idea. Uh-huh. So the first one that you do down there is all to do with kind of you're being kind of accepted into the school of wizardry. Mm-hmm. And this one is like the follow on where basically um, an art- magical artifact has been stolen and you've got to go and recover it. Mm-hmm. So. so you'll be packing magic ones and, uh, <laughs> and invisibility. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like I say, Emily's very excited. She was for going for this. So, yeah. Great. So she's on one hell of a weekend and escape mm-hmm. rooms and Star Wars. Yes. Can't go wrong with that, can you? Sounds like a good weekend. It does indeed. I, would, so. I wouldn't complain if someone did that for me. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So, what have you been up to, Rob? Uh, from obviously, my life's been very boring compared to to oh. Bob. Um, so, you know, I've done um, today. Um, we started the let's go to um, to see some um, garden centres because the Christmas uh, decorations yes. have gone out. Yes. So um, that's been my day today. Um, and to then, be, to be fair, though, it's easier to get out of an escape room than a bloody garden centre after time, isn't it? True. They should do an escape room in IKEA because they're <laughs> well hard to get out of. <laughs> well, first of all, you have to put up this flat pack furniture. Had fail. <laughs> exactly. Me too. <laughs> what instructions? Oh. So yeah. So what else have you been up to, Rob, other than uh, trying to get out of a garden centre? So I, you know, I've watched a, a, f- a bit of TV, uh, a few movies, but that's about it, really, in the day job. Day job's been keeping me busy. Uh, slight update on the monkey virus. I'm not convinced it is a monkey virus now, but I think it might be. I was chatting to Bob earlier on about it. <laughs> uh, I think I might have a bruised rib, which I think has been causing all the problems, and it's uh, it's a process of elimination because I have a slight sort of discomfort on, on the left-hand side of the bottom rib, which has been there since monkey virus, so I didn't know what it was. At one point, I thought it was a wonky spleen, so I was being nice to my spleen and giving it hot food. Doctor <laughs> prodded around and he went, it's not the spleen. I'm like, okay, then. They ran blood tests. Nothing came back with the blood tests. The monkey virus started hitting me a couple of days ago, only for a very short period of time. Starts annoying me, and that's like, you need to go back to doctors. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll be fine, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. Um, I'm off work tomorrow, so I may go down to the doctors, but I was prodding around on my ribs, as you do, and there's a very sensitive, specific spot on my rib, and I'm like, that's where it hurts. So I googled this morning, I'm like, symptoms of a bruised rib. It can make you feel extremely nauseous. I'm like, yep, got that one. It can give you a sort of rapid twitching on your on your chest muscles. I'm like, yeah, got that one. It can make the part on your rib very sensitive to the touch. I'm like, yeah, pretty much got that one. So all the symptoms that I had 
indicate towards that. So at work, I've been sitting in a very weird position, but fully upright, and I've been okay. And then walked probably about half an hour when I finished work, and I was fine. Sat on the bus coming home in the non-comfortable position. Ouch, that hurts. So I suspect that I bruised a rib, and I worked out that uh, the new office that I've got in my house I don't know how many weeks ago. It was about six weeks ago, I think now, Bob, mm-hmm. it? when I got Should the new desk. Out, yeah. And Bob and I went to the British Heart Foundation to pick up the desk. And I remember picking up the little chest of drawers thing on my own because it was just big enough for one person and then pulling it to myself to put in the back of Bob's car. And I remember spiking myself in the chest with the corner of the drawers. Ouch. Didn't really think much of it, but that is exactly the same day that I came down with what I call the monkey virus. So I'm very, very positive that if I wasn't down with a monkey virus, that that is too much of a coincidence for uh, for, for my ribs not to be bruised. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go down to the doctor's tomorrow and go, right, x-ray that, tell me what's wrong. Because uh, it's doing me head in now, because it's been like six weeks. I'm getting, yeah. rather, I'm getting sick of being sick. It's driving me up the wall. So could well be a bruised rib. Very bizarre. So Stay tuned. Pretty much. Yeah, I'll be glad when I don't talk about monkey viruses anymore because <laughs> I'm getting sick of it. Um, pardon the pun. So, yeah, day job, same. I managed to finish a couple of hours early today, which was quite nice. I gave Bob a quick call and uh, had a chat to him. Mm-hmm. I got home. I've watched half an episode of the season three opener of Ray Donovan on Amazon because I was trying to find a new show to watch because I've caught up on a a whole season of a show, which we'll get onto uh, in a little bit, but there's too many shows, and if it doesn't grab me, I'm out. So I started watching Bosch season four because I like the first three seasons, but it didn't grip me. So I thought, right, I'm going to watch Ray Donovan, which does grip me. So I'm back into that one. Mm. So uh, I haven't watched that many films this week, though. I've only watched a couple because I did say on last week's podcast I was going to try and cut down on the amount of films I watch because I don't want to come on these podcasts and go, here's the list of 20 I've watched because I'm not giving any of them the, the sort of time that they may deserve. And there's just too many TV shows. So I thought I'm going to cut down on films unless I need to watch it or I choose to watch it. Like last week I watched Conan the Destroyer and Superman 2. I had a bit of a Sarah Douglas double bill, which was amazing. Because I put a tweet out, told Sarah Douglas I was watching two of her films, and she went, I'll be right over. Just an update <laughs> on that. She didn't call over. She said she was. She said, I'll be right over. And nothing. She didn't mm. call over. So I'm quite a little bit disappointed. But then I realised she's not got my address. Because when she sent me a Christmas card, I was living in Northampton. So maybe somebody in Northampton, there was a knock at the door, it was Sarah Douglas going... Where is he? I don't know. <laughs> Possibly. I'll find out another, Interesting. another time. So I'm going to start doing a little bit more double bills, I think, when I watch films. Yeah. But um, I watched nine episodes of The Purge TV season, TV series. So I'm all caught up with The Purge. Episode 10, the finale, is on Amazon next Wednesday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying that show. It is. It is good. good. I was a bit worried before, and I sort of explained on a previous episode that there was a certain. It's kind of like three storylines, isn't it, Rob? Yeah, it is. So you, you follow you've... kind of different groups or or different people. Yeah. So one of the storylines is you've got this uh, husband and wife couple who they're working class, but they want to sort of get 
get in with the rich for their own <laughs> yeah. reasons. So they go to this purge party at this big sort of Downton Abbey type looking house. So a lot of it follows them. You've got another story where it is a woman who's working um, in a tower block over purge night and it's all executives and board meetings and stuff. You've got that story and then you've got the sort of religious cult. It's not a sort of religious cult. It is a religious cult, isn't it? <laughs> and they mm-hmm. drive around in this weird blue bus and it's their job to, to get off the bus and let people kill them so they could just you know <laughs> send themselves into the afterlife and help people purge. And that kind of storyline annoyed me because I thought, this is just doing me. I don't like that story aspect of it. Yeah. And <clears> thankfully, <throat> though, I think it's like episode three or four, I think it's number four, where that storyline shifts on and it yeah. kind of moves away from the blue bus. And then from then on, it is a really good show. Um, Bob, you will recognize one of the main characters in it. Uh, Rob, it's the guy who is, uh, he works at the the factory and is made redundant. Yeah, I know who you're on about. Yep. Uh, Bob will know him as Tobias Beecher from Oz. Oh, wow. So we get him purging. <clears throat> so he's currently my favorite, uh, favorite character in that show. He's mm-hmm. really good. And there's some things in that, I mean, sort of later episodes where something happens and I'm like, whoa, I did not think that was going to happen. I think <laughs> I it might have it. actually been episode nine yeah. where it's like, whoa, okay, that headed in a different direction than I thought it was going to. Yeah, it definitely throws a, a curveball at you. Oh, it threw me. And uh, I'll chat to you off air about it, Rob, but it was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, that's <laughs> interesting. So I'm looking forward to not only the finale, but hopefully there will be a season two. I think it's done quite well. Yeah. So what's your thoughts on now you could actually talk about it, Rob? Um, I, I'm probably exactly where you are. You know, it's one of those shows that, um, you know, it, it is kind of easy to watch. So, you know, that's, that's a great thing. You can stick it on after you've got home from work. You don't have to, you know, do a lot of thinking but it's a really well thought out show it's got kind of lots going on um the storyline's good and and like you say that the curveball that we've just had um completely takes you by surprise because you you never expect it no so uh, yeah i've just really been kind of enjoying it and kind of waiting every week um for for that wednesday to come you obviously have caught up with the majority of the episodes um yeah. kind of all in one go um i don't know if that's better or, or worse um i don't know if the anticipation adds to the adds to the kind of the the pleasure of watching the show or, or detracts from it i think i mean i've watched nine episodes since last so well last monday mm-hmm. effectively um and i had thursday off so i watched maybe four or five episodes or something in that day and i think it does work if you binge it because what the one thing i mean i love the movies i love i've seen all four of the Purge movies, they do progressively get worse in my opinion, but none of mm-hmm. them are crap. Yeah. But I think the first one that I know Bob's seen, the Home Invasion one, that's my favourite one because I love Home Invasion stuff. They freak me out. Purge 2 and 3, they sort of open it up and they go outside. So we see the whole the, the country of the mm-hmm. Purge rather than just set inside a house with Ethan Hawke. And then the fourth Purge movie is called The First Purge. So it goes back to The First Purge. Uh, the series, do- I mean, these films are like 90 minutes each. So you don't really get a sense, my God, this is a long night. Mm. But if you binge watch the 10 episodes or the 9 episodes as I have, you do get the feeling of 
wow, this is a very long, scary night. So that I do like about the TV show and binge watching it. And I think it does kind of show you the the kind of the the expanded world of the purge so you get to see elements that you would never see in a movie um which is really nice as well yeah i mean just sort of to put it into perspective for bob you've watched you've watched seasons of 24 week to week but you've also watched seasons of 24 in in near enough in, in near enough real time yeah what what do you remember about the differences watching it week to week or compressed I prefer much prefer the compressed. Um, it's one of those things. I mean, week to week, some series can do it. I don't think something like that with 24 and what have you, um, where it's meant to be a day kind of thing. You know, it's, I don't know. You kind of lose track of what's going on. Yeah. You know, we've, we've all got lives. You know, if you watched kind of episode one on a Friday evening, yeah. You know, um, and then you have to wait till the next Friday. There's a lot goes on between now and then kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. So I find it a lot easier to just basically, you know, binge them almost. So even if you're doing like six at a time or something, yeah. I mean, but, with 20, 24 though, I mean, 24, for anybody that's, there are a lot of people who haven't seen 24. It's like, what are you playing at? If you watch get 24. Get out there and watch it. <laughs> isn't it? It's a TV series that's set over one day. So yeah. if you spend six months, which you would do if you were watching like an episode a week, you spend six months watching an, a story that is set over one day, it doesn't feel like it's set over one day, does it? It feels mm-hmm. like it's set over six months. And I think with The Purge, if you spend... I mean, ten episodes is... It's not quite ten hours, but it's you know eight and a half hours or whatever if you knock out the adverts. If you spend eight and a half hours watching a story that is set over 12 hours you get the sense that you are actually watching it for the full duration of purge night so that show it does kind of work um i think the wire works if you binge watch it. i think the walking dead what works if you binge watch it any shows that spring to mind that work that don't work if you binge watch i would probably say game of thrones i don't think i could watch in like a full day well, again, the storylines spread over a time then, so it doesn't really kind of, you know, it doesn't require you to kind of keep in touch with it, you know, hour by hour. Yeah. You know, Saying so, that, I think uh, with Game of Thrones, I was very late to the party, so um, I think it was either season three or season four was coming out of Game of Thrones. Everybody had been talking about this fantastic series, and... Um, I'd never watched it, so I went out, bought it on Blu-ray, the complete box set, up to that point anyway, and literally spent the next probably three or four weeks binge-watching as much as possible to get up to date so I could then continue watching as um, the new episodes were released. And, you know, I don't think it harmed me for for doing that, and I I quite enjoyed it. And, again, was still in anticipation of that next day when I was going to put the next Blu-ray in or... So... I think yeah. the, the shows for me sort of spring to mind ones that wouldn't work so well to binge watch are the procedurals. So, you know, CSI, Law and Order. I don't think I could spend like a whole day. Bob's probably watched like a full load of CSI knowing him. Uh, I have to watch. exempt myself from this. Have you done it? <laughs> so when it's the same, or even Star, when you Star Trek Next Gen, I could probably watch four, maybe four episodes a day because I used to when they came out on, you know, rental VHS or whatever. 
but uh, procedurals, I think, are struggle. I couldn't watch, binge watch the X Files. That doesn't work. It's, I, I'm struggling to rewatch a lot of those episodes, even though I quite like the show. I think yeah. it's very sort of dated, and there's too damn many of them in a season for me now. Mm. So, but I am enjoying the purge. So thank you, Rob, for uh, making me go back and watch that one. I very nearly gave You're up welcome. on it because the whole <laughs> blue bus thing. I'm like, do you know what? That I just I was not a fan of that. But it does. It, it doesn't ruin the show. It's just it, thankfully it headed in a different direction than I thought it was going to. So right, there sure. we go. So what did everybody do for Halloween? Did anybody do anything fun? Uh, I yeah, was I out. Oh, sorry. Go on, Bob. <laughs> I worked. <laughs> yeah, but you would have been home by like nine o'clock, so. Uh, nope. Nope. Or uh, was it? No, Halloween was Wednesday, wasn't Wednesday, it? Wednesday, it was mm-hmm. Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, I was home for about, I think it was about quarter past nine, which luckily most of the Rugrats were indoors by then. So <laughs> We didn't still, get anybody. Still time to get your screen mask on there, Bob, and get out and scare a few people. Scream mask. I just opened the door and looked grumpy. <laughs> just opens his bathrobe. Check or oh, treat, no, mofos. No. <laughs> oh, mind bleach. Oh. To, to be fair, he does that every day other than Halloween, so it's fine. <laughs> That's why I just phone him up now. It's easier. Video <laughs> Skype or whatever. Well, I went into my day job an hour early wearing clothes that I don't normally wear. I'm wearing a scream mask and I terrorized a few people, so that was great. Um, so then you so have much... to give uh, Annette laundry back later that night. Then no, no, I'm keeping that. It's really, it just fits me rather. So I've stretched it, so you know it's not. Oh. Now. She's she's not going to want to wear that again. But no, I went into work and Annette's daughter was in there, and I walked past her, and then she don't like people in masks. So I waved at her and did that. You know when you point at your own eyes and then point at theirs, you're like, I'm looking at you. I did that. I carried on, and then I got home at night, and Annette said, Oh, I was speaking to Sarah earlier on. I'm like, All right. She asked if you're in work. I'm like, what do you mean? I walked right past her. She went, well, she didn't see you. I'm like, I waved at her. She looked at me. And then she said to her mom, she's like, somebody's going around in a screen mask. And then Annette went, well, that's Stuart that's in a screen mask. And Sarah went, it's not him because he's wearing different clothes. So I changed the way I walked when I was in work. So there's very few people initially knew it was me until they got up close and they could see the rims of the glasses through the mask. But I I went in with a tracksuit top and had the hood pulled over, the full screen face mask. Uh, I had different shoes on that I don't normally wear, different T-shirt and everything. So I did chase one girl out of the office, which was great. (laughs) And uh, it was fun. It was all right. But you try and wear a head mask when you wear glasses, that shit ain't easy. Oh, yeah. You steam up like a sauna. That ain't fun. <laughs> I couldn't see anything. I was just banging into stuff and all sorts. But it was fun. I did my bit for Halloween and didn't break character at all. So I was quite happy with that. Uh-huh. So that's enough of that crap till next year. It's a good job you weren't on video calls. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I would have done it. I would have done it. I, was, I seemed to be very good at miming because uh, Carl Francis, the wonderful musician, who's supplying the music for Mimi, he, he knew it was me, because I went up and told him beforehand. And yeah. um, he approached me afterwards. He went, do you know what? You'd be a really good mime. So I just stuck my thumbs up and went, yep. <laughs> so didn't even break character then. And then I finished work a little bit early on Halloween, because work was kind of quiet. Got home, um, Annette and I watched Halloween, the 1978 version, which is my oh, awesome. sort mm-hmm. of go-to. That film still holds up. It's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do love it. I've not seen the new one yet, but uh, you 
I'll get to watch it at some point, but we watched yeah. it. And then last week I took delivery of the gorgeous Blu-ray sets of They Live and The Fog, which are gorgeous. It's Studio Canal that have put these out. And I think they're about 28 quid each. And looking at my bank account now, maybe I should have bought them next month, but I'd pre-ordered them <laughs> probably about two weeks ago. Um, I'd mentioned that I'd pre-ordered all four of the John Carpenter ones. So they live, and the fog showed up. They're big, fat sort of sets. There's four discs in it. You've got a 4K Blu-ray, the regular Blu-ray, a disc full of special features, and a CD soundtrack for it. You've got, I think, maybe six or eight art cards that are in there, the size of a DVD cover, so they're, they're reasonable size, and also a, a fold-out poster for They Live and The Fog. So maybe at some point when we go around conventions, if I see people from They Live and The Fog, I'm going to start getting those suckers signed. But, uh, Bob, you've seen the sets. What, what oh, do you think? Oh, they are gorgeous. They are. They really are. You've got to basically, yeah. They are well nice. <laughs> if really you're good. anywhere a fan of these, you've got to pick them up. Well, I sat and watched the documentaries on both of them because there's a whole bunch of special features. There's commentaries on it. There's all the the, the archival featurettes and trailers and stuff. So there's quite a lot on it. But there's also a new documentary on each. And I was really curious to see how long these things were. And each one is between 45 and 50 minutes. So yeah. they are a reasonable length documentary. And we watched the They Live one and then we watched The Fog which Annette then went, I've not seen The Fog, so we're going to watch The Fog at some point. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the big excitement is at the end of uh, November, I believe, which we're now in, Escape from New York comes out. So I'm super excited. Bob, have you pre-ordered your Escape from New York yet? Uh, I have, yes. Sweet. Because that is a similar set where it's four discs, 4K Blu-ray, Blu-ray, special features, soundtrack, fold-out poster, and art cards. So they are pretty cool. So I made sure I took a picture of them and sent it to John Carpenter. I'm like, look what I got. He's not replied yet, but uh, yeah, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure he's busy doing something. Oh. So that's what I took delivery of anyway, so I'm very, very happy. And rightly so. Yes, exactly. Uh, and now I'm counting the days down till payday, going, hello, <laughs> it's my wage. Because <laughs> I had the wonderful week off when I was ill. So I obviously took a quarter of my salary out. It's like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you know, there's, uh, I can eat out of bins for a couple of weeks. It's fine. It's not a problem. I can eat DVDs. And hopefully these uh, posters are made out of rice paper, actually, because I can chew the corners. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, not at all. So, uh, Rob, you mentioned, what have you watched? Um, a few movies. So I, um, I sat down and, um, was recommended now, what was it on? Um, possibly Netflix, but again, it could be Amazon with me. Um, unstoppable. Um, yes. So yeah, I, I kind of sat down, watched that with Denzel Washington and Chris Pine. Obviously Chris Pine stands out as being the, obviously the new Kirk, if you're a, um, a Trekkie. So, uh, kind of when you're flicking through things, if you see the face, you go, yeah, what's this then? So that's exactly what happened. And, uh, sat down, watched that. Um, I thought it was a good movie. Um, you know, you know, it's one of those, there's, you know, it's action, um, there's, you know, not a lot of thinking you have to do with it again. Um, you know, runaway train, let's go and save it. Um, and yeah, um, it was just one of those kind of great films to put on at the end of the day. 
when yeah. you, you just kind of winding down and, and just wanted to watch something. Oh, to- and a Tony Scott film as well. Who we will Ooh. we will actually be able to do the Tony Scott five quiz at the end of exactly. this. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm forgetting yeah. quite happy about that. But yeah, it was Tony Scott's final movie. It was unstoppable. Oh. And then uh, the other one was um, literally watched um, kind of a, an hour or so before um, kind of the podcast. Um, it was uh, a Netflix uh, movie called The Holiday Calendar. It was one of these ones where you kind of boot up Netflix and it kind of rams it down your throat. Have, you. <laughs> have you seen this? Well, no, but go on then. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. Um, we, we wanted a family movie to watch, and you know, with, with obviously everything's now becoming about Christmas, so um, we sat down and watched the holiday calendar, um, and it was a great kind of family romantic movie. Um, you know, great for for watching with the whole family. Um, basically, um, you've got kind of a, a photographer who's in kind of a dead end job. Um, and basically she's gifted this, uh, calendar from a grandfather and, uh, magical things start to happen. And, um, she, by the end of it ends up in a much better place. Oh, that sounds quite nice. Yeah. No. But it's, it's a Christmas movie though, isn't it? It is. Um, it's all based around Christmas. It, obviously, the holiday calendar. It's an advent calendar. Um, so basically, um, it starts off um, kind of uh, uh, with with your twenty five days countdown to Christmas. Oh, see, I, I'll start the sentence off. Let's see if Bob can finish the sentence. <laughs> there are twelve days of Christmas. How many of them are in November? None. <laughs> <laughs> None of them. <laughs> not a Jeff in one nope I did share a lovely picture on Instagram which I stole from somebody on Facebook so, so if anybody wants to uh, get me anything for Christmas I take a size 50 acres in ranch <laughs> <laughs> here we go yeah it, I want. it was reported on the news um, earlier. I did read the article that people who start to decorate... No, it was a, the local radio station, actually. People who start to decorate their houses early for Christmas, i.e. now, are happier people than those who wait near the for near the time. I'll, I'll, I'll be pleasantly grumpy then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, humbug. I, I would say that. It's like generally... God, on a scale out of 10, there's a question for everybody, including me. 10 is the happiest you could ever be, annoyingly so. One is you're ready to jump off a bridge. What number do you think you are, Rob? Uh, it really depends if I'm, uh, if it's a Monday through to uh, kind of a, a Friday, i.e. a day job. <laughs> if it's one of those days, then yeah, bring on the bridge. But otherwise, um, you know, I'm, I'm quite a happy guy. <laughs> what what number would you give? I think I'm about a six, probably. Uh, in, in the for for a weekday, then yeah, give me maybe a a three or a four. Once it gets to the weekend, then yeah, oh, six wow. seven. Okay, I thought you were like three or four at the weekend. I'm like Jesus, we need to give no, you therapy, no. dude. <laughs> what about you, Bob? I think you're probably higher number wise. I put, put myself a seven or an eight. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got things that get me down, but. Hell, you know, put them on the back burner, get on with life. 
watch some yeah, Star Wars. I usually Wars. put them on the back burner and then jump on the back burner and then just <laughs> blow myself up, to be honest. <laughs> I, I like to think, I mean, as grumpy as I can be, I like to try and be entertainingly grumpy. I know I am at work, so I'll often have rants, but people just laugh at me, which is fine. I, I'm trying to put, and I know you're very similar as well, but we can have a whinge and a moan and a complaint, but we do try and make it an entertaining spin. Yeah, plus we do kind of, uh, again, whether it's something to do with generation or what, we tend to have like a 10-minute rant, get it all off our chest and say, right, that's it, fair enough, let's get on with it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I needed to talk about it. I've done so. Blah. There you go. <laughs> There's somebody on my uh, Twitter timeline, I won't name them because it's like, well, it'd be quite mean, but there is somebody on my Twitter timeline and all they do is just go on about how fed up they are. And it's not Stu Miller. It's not anybody that anybody knows. So you 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 won't work it out. But this guy. I'm sorry, Stu. You, I thought he might no, have been. No, it's not. It's not anybody that you guys know. But all he does is just go on about how hard life is, how nobody understands him, how he's fed up all the time, how he's miserable. He just talks about the sort of mental health stuff constantly, and I don't think that helps. Mm. It's like you know we all sit down and we're fed up and we will have a grumpy days and stuff. But if all you do is talk to your friends about how bloody miserable you are. That's not curing the problem, is it? You've got to distract yourself, I think. So I didn't realize you had one of Winnie the Pooh's friends on your uh, you know, kind of followers. Which one is it? Eeyore. Oh, yeah, that's the way. It's always <laughs> miserable. And it's, I really want to message this guy and go, no offense, but you need to stop. Not because it annoys me, just because it's not going to do him any good. Just constantly <laughs> going on about how... If you're that fed up, just get off social media. I don't think that helps. Yeah. No. It really well, doesn't. I mean, and it, you know that I got in trouble many years ago um, for something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. We won't mention names. <laughs> no, but we, rem- we remember it well, don't we? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> but it's, Las Vegas, you know wonderful. <laughs> I think, I suppose sometimes you've just got to let people rant and you've got to somehow find that button that goes, you know what, I'm not going to respond to that, even though mm. I know exactly what I'm going to say, and I'm right, and this, that, the other, I've just got to shut up my rant. It's, but, yeah, I find it quite difficult. But I've not messaged him yet saying, seriously, you need to chill out. Because if I, that's what helps him, who knows? Don't know. Yeah. Hey, that's the bottom helped. line. If it is helping, you know, I'm, everyone gets into bad places. Bad things happen to various people. Yeah. You've got to be given time to deal with them. People deal with them different ways. Um, yeah. All I can say is, as a friend, be there, uh, but don't let it get you down. No, exactly. That's the worst thing. You know, don't let them take you down to their level. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, where the hell were we going from that one? Yeah, I don't even know how we ended up on that topic. How did we end um, up on that Rob topic? Rob watching well, a Christmas movie. Yeah, the, oh, yeah, that yeah, was it. The, the holiday calendar. <laughs> yes. So, w- would you recommend watching it then, from what you've seen? Yeah, yeah. We'll leave it till December. <laughs> there, there, yeah. there is a new one, and I, I can't tell you what it's called because it was one of these um, trailers on Netflix where it said, um, "kind of new show, November the twenty second, um, Christmas based." And I thought, I wonder if this is family friendly. So I went on. It was, you know, um, I think it was a U. So I thought, perfect. My daughter will really enjoy this. My wife likes Christmas movies and that. So I um, put it on to, onto my list. But when you put something like that on your list, it just disappears until the date. And then it, 
yeah. it comes back. So I've got oh, no right. idea what it's called now, but it's uh, you've got Santa Claus, you've got these little kind of um, fluffy, cute elf things. Yeah, it look, it's it looks not good. that one that's got Kurt Russell yeah, in yeah. it. Is. That's, that's it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the one. I saw uh, Kurt yeah. Russell was appearing on the Graham Norton chat show this week. Yeah. And he's got the big the bush of hair and stuff, and they showed a clip yeah. of it, and it looks pretty good. It's Kurt oh, Russell, yeah. so how's yeah. it not going to be? I'd Even if the it. film sucks, it's yeah. still Kurt Russell, so he's still going to be good at it. So I'm kind Can of he... counting down the days now for that. Yeah. Go on, I'm going to throw this out there. Yeah, you know, everyone has their own ways, <clears throat> you know, their own things that they watch at Christmas. Do mm. you have Christmas movies? And if so, what are they? Oh, I know I do. Um, <laughs> I think for me. It's a Wonderful Life, yep, which was a film that I'd only seen recently. I mean, probably about 10, 15 years ago I'd seen it, but I'm like 47 now. So it was a film that I saw quite late on. I'd heard about it, and everybody was banging on about how it's the best Christmas movie ever. And I, I don't really – it's black and white. Why would it be a good film? Blah, blah, blah. And then oh, I woke up shoot. and realized that black and white films could be good. And yes. uh, I watched it and fell in love with that film instantly. And it is, it is very sugary sweet and stuff, but that – that's it's the one time a year when I kind of like things like that because it's sometimes it's nice to just go, oh that's quite yeah, yeah that's quite sweet that one I quite like it so it's a wonderful life uh, Die Hard which is a Christmas yep. movie mm-hmm. and Definitely. you know say it's not I did message the the guy who wrote that Stephen E. D'Souza earlier on and he apparently did a chart which shows without shadow of a doubt that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. So I messaged him earlier on and went, can you reshare that uh, diagram, please? When he does, I will steal it and I will post it in the Geek House Facebook group. So he's the guy that wrote it. So therefore, that's, you know, it's a Christmas movie. And I have this argument with people. It's like, if it wasn't for Christmas, the building wouldn't have been evacuated because everybody would still be working. There wouldn't have been a robbery. There is the very famous jumper that Bob has. Ho, ho, ho. Now I have a machine gun. Yes. Um, the film is littered with Christmas music. It's, there's Christmas trees in it. It's, yeah. It, it's it's Christmas. Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. Christmas movie. I mean, it's what makes Christmas a, Eve. Exactly. I mean, but the thing is, what makes a Christmas movie? Does it have to be about Christmas? No. Ah, I think exactly. Or does it just have to be set at Christmas? Yeah. I mean, It's a Wonderful Life isn't about Christmas. Oh. It's about a guy who's you know rather depressed and and whatnot. It's kind of a depressing yeah. film, but it's great. But it's not about Christmas. It's set at Christmas. Yeah. Gremlins is mm-hmm. not about Christmas. It's about little creatures that multiply um, and and kill people and get put mm-hmm. in microwaves and stuff. But it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> Home yeah. Alone. Yeah, yep. Home Alone definitely. It's not about Christmas, really, is it? But it's no. about burglars and. That guy at a Goodfellas trying to kill Macaulay Culkin. So. <laughs> but it's a Christmas movie. So Die Hard, Christmas movie. There you go. Definitely. Yeah. So, Rob, what's yours? Uh, for me, uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Um, the, the original, original or, or the remake? No, the remake, yeah. the 94 yes. uh, version. Um, Jingle All the Way. I know it's cheesy, but I like the movie. It's got um, put Home Alone down. and Gremlins. Yep. Nice. Good choice. Bob? Well, I'm kind of with you. Um, got, uh, like I say, you know, Wonderful Life. Um, of course, Die Hard, that's always going to be watched. I've got to watch that. Uh, and literally, kind of, I, I drum this into the people at work. It's a Christmas movie. Um, Polar Express. Oh, good mm, choice. Good one. Um, 
and probably another one that uh, will probably get me into hot water, but I've got my reasons. Bad Santa. <laughs> this is a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> and Badder Santa, but that's for a totally different reason. We won't go. Oh, Badder Santa's amazing. <laughs> I would probably though. I don't know if I'm a fan of the sequel, Bad Santa Two. It wasn't. It was still all right, but it wasn't a patch on the first one, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, but it's got one good thing going for it. Uh, um, I've probably got two actually: Christina and Hendrix. Yes. Yes, exactly. So we know that Bob likes her. Oh. So definitely. But traditions on Christmas Day, movie-wise, I don't watch Christmas TV at all. Because especially uh, just anything that's got adverts in the middle of it. So Mm -hmm. be it in the middle of programs or films or in between movies. Because they just kind of... You'll be sitting there watching Top Gun or... Spy Who Loved Me or Moonrake or whatever and then a little thing will go if you're feeling lonely phone this number well I wasn't <laughs> thanks yeah. for that now I've been reminded it's Christmas so I would rather get a big pile of DVDs or just put on Netflix which is you know for yeah. the modern generation and just watch non-broadcast stuff mm-hmm. and do well, yeah, it that way but so I mean I'm even not... if you wanted to join in with the general idea because I mean over the last few years you normally get like Harry Potter one or something like that on Christmas Day you yep. can put that on from your own DVD collection. Yeah, no would. Yeah, you can stop it and pause it when you need to go and get more munchies or another drink or whatever. You know, need the bathroom. Yeah, and there's no adverts. <laughs> no, <laughs> and they're all. I, I don't like Christmas adverts. They're obviously they're manipulative because that's the whole point of an advert. But yeah. I, I'm just not a fan. Not a fan oh, at all of. Come on, normally adverts. on Christmas Day you're getting all the adverts for. You know, our sale begins Boxing Day. Yeah. Why aren't you just? It's just that the world is just in so much of a rush. It's like, yeah. you know, I'm not a massive fan of Christmas Day, but let Christmas Day last 24 hours. Yeah. I remember when I worked in the, the British equivalent of Walmart. So I worked at Asda. And I'm not even kidding. Christmas Eve, 3 o'clock, a lot of the staff were told, right, start dismantling the Christmas aisle. It's like, it's Christmas Eve. I get it, you know, <laughs> open on Christmas Day, so what's the point? But people are still shopping. Oh, yeah. Mm. And it was, okay, go, quick, get that down. Let's get the Boxing Day sales stuff up. It's Christmas Eve. Let people mm. have Christmas Day and the rest yeah. of the Christmas Eve. Knock it off. It's very manipulative. Yeah. Not fun. But speaking of Christmas TV, have you heard the news about Doctor Who this year? No. That there isn't going to be one. No, it's going to be um, for, for New Year's day instead of christmas day oh what do you think about that rob um to be honest it doesn't bother me that much and i'll tell you why huge doctor who fan always have been yet i always find the christmas episodes a bit of a letdown there are a few a few kind of um exceptions Exceptions, but i do find that they're 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 kind of very kind of whimsical and um kind of they they just don't seem to kind of follow on in suit with the kind of the rest of Doctor Who, so um, it doesn't really bother me that much. Maybe it'll break the the kind of spell. But quite often, I don't even watch them. Um, so so hopefully, you know, this will this will kind of break that, and uh, we'll be on to a winner. Uh, have you heard why they they're not doing a Christmas special? Um, from what I was told, it was just because they prefer to do one for New Year's. So but, apparently the, the writers behind it said, you know what, we've kind of run out of Christmas stories at the minute. 
<laughs> Which is probably true because I think it's isn't it like the past thirteen years or something they've done a Christmas special. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and they're like, do you know what? There isn't any storyline that we've got a minute. But the, but this is the thing when they say a Christmas episode, they've always kind of um, relied on on trying to make the whole episode about Christmas. Why can't it just be set at Christmas time, like you Die Hard or yeah. Gremlins? Why does it have to? Why do they need to come up with a Christmas story? Why can't it just be a great Doctor Who story, but set at Christmas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that's what Sherlock did, wasn't it? Because generally, that's around yes Christmas, whatever. Were they Christmas themed, or were they just here's a new story? It just happens to be coming out on Christmas or New Year's Day or whatever. I don't think they've done a Christmas themed one as such. I think they've, you know, it's always been kind of, it's true to Sherlock. It's just been around that time. Yeah, so you could watch it in August and it'd be fine. Oh, yeah. But we've watched it. There'd just be trees up in the background. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we've ever had the episode, though, where um, kind of the doctor has gone and uh, delivered Christmas cards to the past companions or something like that. So uh, there's an idea for them anyway. Well, I, yeah. could, well, I saw a little bit at the beginning yeah. of this week's episode where it's like Jodie was looking for a TARDIS. She's a bit worried she left it on a junk planet or whatever. So I'm like, maybe she doesn't have the TARDIS. I don't. I didn't see the end of the episode. But uh, mm. are you? How are you finding this new season of Doctor Who? And more importantly, Jodie Whittaker. Oh, yeah, I'm oh, up so to episode three now. Yeah, I'm up oh, to episode so- three now. Mm-hmm. Um so um and and so far so good I'm really enjoying it. Um I've spoken to various people about about kind of Doctor Who um and kind of judging on their opinions I think there's only one person I've spoken to who says he still isn't sure um uh, about Jodie Jodie Whittaker. Everybody else has been really enjoying the se- series so epic. Yeah. Nice. I think she's doing fine. She's doing yeah. alright. Well, there's a thought for you. This occurred to me a short while ago when I was thinking about Doctor Who. Have any of you actually thought that perhaps Father Christmas himself is a Time Lord? It's possible, Doctor. Uh, it, like, you know, it would Doctor make a lot Claus of sense. It would around for every house in one evening. Deliver, yeah, with, with all those presents, presents and he's only yeah. got a sleigh that doesn't look that big, but... <laughs> Obviously, you nope. can fit them all in bigger on the inside. And everyone knows that TARDISes can change, you know, the chameleon uh, circuit. They can look like whatever they want, exactly. including a sleigh pulled by reindeer. Mm. That is true. Today's so your Christmas episode right there. <laughs> but, we've never, but, we, but we've never seen um, Santa drawn with a sonic screwdriver. How do you think he opens the doors? Oh. <laughs> or she. Sorry. <laughs> Mr. or Mrs. Claus. Exactly. I could just picture that. Jodie Whittaker as Mrs. Claus and uh, what's his name? Um, The the older guy that's in there done up as Santa. (laughs) Bradley Walsh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's played everything else. Yeah. He can can do that. But from what I've I've seen in a new season of Doctor Who, it does look pretty good. I'm way behind on it because it's, I, I like Doctor Who, but I'm not, like a diehard fan of Doctor Who. I don't feel the need to watch them all, but I, I sort of dip in now and again. And I made sure I watched the first one just to make sure Jodie was doing okay. Then I jumped on social media to make sure people weren't being mean to her. And they weren't. The general consensus was quite happy. Yeah. Um, there was a few people that were wondering, 
hang on a minute, why is the why have the accents changed? Well, that's because they're in Yorkshire now, so <laughs> there you go. But uh, yeah, people seem to be liking her, so mm. that's good. Well, there's another one right. for you. Has anyone picked up on the um, news that's come out this week about BBC America and a TV series that they're going to be putting together? No. No, please enlighten us. Um, I don't know if any of you have read uh, any of the Terry Pratchett books. Yes. But you know how kind of at the moment we've got Good Omens already been done virtually and is mm-hmm. due for release at some point next year. Mm. Well, apparently BBC America have greenlit a TV series. I think it's six six episodes at the moment is planned, maybe more, maybe eight, um, based around Terry Pratchett's um, the guards of Ankh-Morpork, Night Watch. Oh, right. Oh. Okay, so it's part of the Discworld thing, isn't it? Yep, Discworld. So, yes, they're doing the Night Watch. Interesting. So uh, I'm eager to see what that's going to be like. Nice. And this is a live-action one, isn't it? Not like yeah. an animated Yeah, well, this is it. It's a case of we were talking about it at work, and we were trying to think, um, basically, who you would cast as different parts. Yeah. Because... I mean, these have been done on stage and what have you. I mean, one of the ones that Rob may be aware of is when they did one of the stage versions, um, Paul Darrow from Blake 7 mm-hmm. played Sam Vimes. Oh. Um, so, you know, and luckily he won't be around for doing this one, I suppose. But, um, <laughs> but one of the ones that, as a general consensus, when we were trying to think of who you would cast as Sam Vimes, because he's an older guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the head of the head of the watch kind of thing, you know. He's basically, a, but he's still a street policeman. Um, so he's kind of quite tough, but weather beaten and all this. And strangely enough, one of the names that got bandied around at work, and I think would be very good, was um, basically the old Doctor Capaldi. Yep, Peter Capaldi. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know whether they'll pick up on that, but. There you go. Hey, you never know. Yeah, if so, you heard it here first. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Finder's fee. You need to, yeah. <laughs> you know, screen grab that. Uh, get it out on Twitter and screen grab it, and you can uh, make a few quid. <laughs> okay, I'd just be happy if I was right. <laughs> can, as we're speaking of uh, news, by the way, um, I don't know if any of you have picked up on um, Jerry Anderson's Firestorm, the uh, the kind of pilot mini um, I watched launched. it, but I want to. Yeah, so uh, I think uh, a bit of homework. Everybody should watch that for next week. Um, Sounds good to me. You can, you can kind of watch it online at firestormhq.com. And uh, there is a cameo of me in there at some part, hey. uh, which oh, is it's very how nice. How that? Oh, that, that's the beauty of uh, Kickstarter campaigns. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you swine. <laughs> Paint me very envious. So, what was that then? So, you donated to Firestorm, and I mean, yeah. don't don't ruin your cameo. People could try to spot where you are and stuff. Yeah, but. basically, the one of the perks was you you become kind of uh, um, part of the episode by by donating a certain amount and uh, turn you into a, a a super marionette. No, unfortunately, not. It would oh, be great. I'd have paid to see that. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but wow how kind of things have progressed over the years the yeah. the the kind of uh, the, the makings of the, and they're absolutely amazing phenomenal the you know the long gone now are kind of 
um, the strings and um, they've been replaced with rods, which obviously are edited out and you cannot see um, the the beauty of green screen technology. Um, but, you know, how how it's progressed from, from Thunderbirds, which still was kind of groundbreaking and amazing. Oh, yeah. um, it's, it's just, just another level. Um, kind of Jamie Anderson and, and kind of the whole team behind it have done an, an absolutely amazing job so i really kind of recommend people go out there and, and kind of watch that at firestormhq.com so we shall watch that and then talk a little bit more about it next sunday and see see if you spot me as well you two will do i will <laughs> what did you think when you were watching it rob and you're like oh my god that's me did you instantly spot where you were um, well, I suppose because you know kind of what to expect and what you had to submit for the episode, you do kind of sit there watching and looking out for it. So, yeah, as soon as I was there, uh, I knew all about it and uh, I called in my daughter. I was like, look at this. Um, you know, so uh, she was excited that kind of <laughs> daddy was daddy. on TV. <laughs> Excellent. As it were. But, but the great news about it as well is um, kind of shortly after um, – kind of it was all put online for for the general public to watch and they did the first screening at mcm in london as well at the comic con there um was they announced that um they are um on kind of a, a full go for the first um full series of it so it's all being produced now Ooh, nice. so uh, um hopefully um you know we'll be able to tune in on um kind of tv as well that'd be really nice if it's kind of uh, you know yeah. i haven't kind of read into it too much i know they they said that that kind of the full series was going to be um the full season one was going to be going ahead i think it's said maybe 26 episodes um wow. so uh you know i've got no idea at this point where they're going to be able to be viewed i don't know if it's going to be kind of terrestrial tv or if it's going to go to kind yeah. of uh, netflix amazon or something like that but you know it's just going to be amazing anyway great to see these things are kind of surviving uh, kind of jerry anderson's legacy lives on yeah and you were in the first one so have you uh, managed to bag yourself an imdb credit for your appearance in firestorm i haven't but i'm i'm hoping to i'm hoping i'll be like oi get that credit on my because there'll be two <laughs> films that you're in so you're doing well i know uh i'm available for convention appearances <laughs> as as am i that's quite good yep. yeah excellent <laughs> bob too so, Yes, yeah. Yes, Bob Tick. We're all three of us. We go on yeah. tour. We do cruise ships and stuff. It'll be I'll be all right for that. It's fine. Yeah, we so but because I've got around on stage there. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. It's uh, I have no more Q and A panels lined up at a minute, but uh, <laughs> you know, my, my calendar is free and I am uh, no longer infected by monkey viruses, which is quite nice. Um, I am still going to go through all the footage of sci-fi whales and get some of that into the, the geek house and stuff so people can watch some of that. But uh, that is time-consuming, so I've not had too much free time lately to get all of that done, but uh, it's it's not going anywhere. <laughs> so while I've got the three of you together, you know what time it is, don't you? It's near enough time to end the show anyway. But Bob V. Time. Rob. Bob V. Rob. Uh, Bob I, I, Rob. Feel, I feel the need for like kind of editing and some special music here, Stuart. I may do, but and, <laughs> I, and what I'm going to be doing, and I spoke to Bob about it earlier on, actually, and I'll, I'll speak to you off air about it as well. I'm going to do a slight rebrand for 2019. Nothing major, but I've got some new software to design a new logo. Um, I'm going to tweak around it. I will create a slightly new theme song. 
and a new advert for Stu Miller to play in his Monday movie show because he's still playing the one that features me and John Fouts and I've wow. recorded with John for about nine months <laughs> so people will be shocked when there's no Americans on this podcast but, uh, hi John if you're listening we need to record soon and um, yeah so we're going to do a slight rebrand and maybe have some segment breakups and stuff like that but who knows but I'm sure. going to tweak um, but yeah Tony Scott Yes. Very sadly missed filmmaker, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of films yeah. that he has done, and I think everybody should watch all of them. So, mm-hmm. the brother of Ridley Scott, just in case you weren't familiar with who Tony Scott is, but I think Tony Scott makes better films than Ridley, with a few exceptions, like Blade Runner, Alien, and uh, <laughs> uh, Kingdom of Heaven, and Gladiator, and stuff. I'm not even going to mention the plans for Gladiator 2. Enough about that. Forget that. You can go research <laughs> that online if you're <laughs> curious or enough. Next Avatar. <laughs> oh, Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5, which have yes. apparently got names, but I don't think they are the proper names. I think they're probably video games or VR yeah. experience things or whatever. Avatar, the seed bearer. Give me a break. There's no Christ. way they're going to call a film that. But, you know. Uh, <laughs> so I've got five Tony Scott films. <laughs> Rob, you're going to be upset, but Unstoppable isn't one of them, I'm afraid. It doesn't bother me. That's not why I watched the film, even though I did realise when I put it on that it was a Tony Scott film and thought it could give me an extra point. Yeah, no, it doesn't. I can probably so guess I, on several of the ones he's going to put in here. Well, uh, you can. I, I will actually let you guess first, Bob, and I'll just say yes and no. Um, right. And I'll, how, how many guesses do you think you want to try and guess them all? Let me see. I'm going In fact, to tell you go... what, I'll, I'll give you until you get until you say two that aren't on this list, or three. Until you say three that aren't on this list, you can keep guessing. Right. Well, I'm going to go for one of your favourites straight away, which would be True Romance. Okay, that is, that is on the list. Yep. I would probably go for another of your favourites, which is Top Gun. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Smart horse. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going to go possibly, I think, uh, for a third of your favourites, which is Man on Fire. That is not in there. No. What? Nope. Ooh, well, in that case, for the next one, it's going to have to be... Ooh, I'm, I'm going to go for one of my favourites and hope you've got it in. The Last Boy Scout. Nope. Oh, there you go. I'm out. <laughs> Can I have a go on this? Of course you can. There's three left to guess. So right, yeah, top, can... top Gun and True Romance were in. That's uh, fine. Domino. Nope. No taking a Pelham one two three. Nope. Ugh. I know what my other ones would be, but go on, carry on. You, you you've got to ask the questions now. I do. So um, right, well, let's start with the two that you've named. So Bob, have you seen True Romance? Yes. Brilliant. Love that movie. Rob, have you seen True Romance? I have indeed. Oh, good, good. I'd be very disappointed if you haven't, because that is one of the <laughs> best films ever. It's great. Um, Rob, have you seen Top Gun? Who, who hasn't? So, uh, yes, some I have. people haven't. Some people uh, haven't. The, the soundtrack alone is amazing. It's one of these films, like The Greatest Showman, you know, um, I, I come back and revisit from time to time. Great soundtrack. Um, so, yeah, love that film. Nice. Bob, have you seen Top Gun? Yes, I have. Good. I'm not a great fan, but that's just me. Oh. Why don't you like it? I don't know. I, it's it's early cruise, and I've never been a fan of early cruise. 
No, I think you weren't really a Cruise fan till Collateral, were you? Exactly, yeah. That's when okay. he kind of came good. So. See, see, I don't mind if somebody doesn't like a film. It's like, as long as you've got a valid reason why they don't like it. Mm. And, and if you don't like Tom Cruise pre-Collateral, then that's a valid reason. That's I mean, this is it. I, I kind of guess if they'd had a different person as the main lead, I'd probably enjoy it a lot more. Uh. I don't know who I would have cast. Christopher Walken. <laughs> No, he's too old. (laughs) (laughs) He might not be then. Uh, Right, so the first one on my list is Beverly Hills Cop 2. (laughs) Rob, have you seen that? I have indeed. Love the Beverly Hills Cop uh, movies. So, uh, yeah, love a bit of Eddie Murphy. Bob? I didn't think you'd go cheesy, but yes, I I loved it too. Cheesy? That's that's one of the best thrillers of all time. The music's fantastic. (laughs) I love the Tony Scott lighting. Yeah, uh, it's one of those films where, and I actually did manage to get the score, which was really hard to get hold of. I've got the soundtrack, but managed to get the instrumental score, and that music belting in my headphones. Oh God, I love the score for that. So, uh, <laughs> big up to Harold Faltermeyer wherever mm. you are. Why does yes. he not make movie scores anymore? I don't know. <laughs> so the next one that I have is Crimson Tide. Rob. Yes, I have Tide? indeed. Ooh. <laughs> And Bob, you've got to. It's about military hardware. I haven't. You've oh. never seen Crimson Tide. I've seen various clips of it. I've, you know, I've, but I've never watched it all the way through. Oh, I would have thought you'd seen that because I know you love your military movies and stuff. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's one of the ones that I haven't. Oh, I need to pass that on to you at some point, and if I've still I think got, I've got it. Got it. You probably, yeah, you're as bad as I have. You've got DVDs in your house for yeah. like five years you've never watched. <clears throat> Damn. Well, this puts Robin in. Yep. first place at the minute. So now I'm so hoping I, for something like Enemy of the State, so come on. No, you haven't, you haven't got Enemy <laughs> of the State, but you move. may, because of this next one, you may actually inch ahead of Bob, because yeah. this is another Tom Cruise film. Okay. It's another Tom Cruise film before Collateral. Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder. Rob, have you seen Days of Thunder? Days of Thunder, have this I seen it? This is kind of like Top Gun, but it's about no, it's I haven't, NASCAR racing NASCAR or whatever. Racing. I haven't seen it. Ooh, Bob. I draw level. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you've seen Days of Thunder? Yeah. What did you think of that then? Or you know, were you Top not a fan because it's early Tom Cruise <laughs> no, again? I preferred it to Top Gun. Oh. Okay. No. Well, that's just me. I think I like both of them. But I think the one that I go back and watch more is Days of Thunder because the soundtrack's better, in my opinion. And watching fast cars is kind of cool, but also I suppose watching jet planes and stuff's kind of cool as well. Um, You're not a fan of Top Gun, but there is on the the American DVD, there is a two and a half hour making of, and it's great because they, they do talk to Tom Cruise about it and they talk to the producers and when they got Tom Cruise on board he was still you know like the cocky Tom Cruise that, yeah. that was a mega star because of risky business yeah. and they decided right we're going to take you up in an F-16 so they it's took him up in an F-16 and the pilot went okay we're going to and they barrel rolled and flipped him and poor old Tom Cruise honked up at his helmet and then when he got out <laughs> the F-16 he was as green as a frog So, but he loved it uh, and obviously it's not done him any harm being in oh. Top Gun, but he was as sick as a dog going <laughs> up in a plane. So that was quite good. So you guys drew. Oh, yeah. 
that is pretty obviously i'm winning because i've seen more of it i've got a social life so you know, <laughs> but that's fine um so i'll be curious to know neil johnson how many of those have you seen beverly hills cop 2 crimson tide days of thunder top god true romance dm me and let me know same for you He's tracy Birdsall. let's see how you do so um who picked tony scott was it me or was it who picked that one i think it was yourself Stuart. Was it myself? Oh, so, wasn't it? Um, uh, wasn't it what we call it? Um, your I friend was on. Somebody was on. God, yeah. it was. It's so long ago. It's like Rob, five Rob's weeks. that was on that did the. Um, yes, Tommy. it was Retro Dude. No, yeah, retro. no. Wasn't it? It wasn't. No. Graham, Graham chose the first one. Uh, no, he sorry. chose Michael Bay, didn't he? No, yeah, Michael Bay. That was the one. Yeah, because yeah. so far we've had uh, Michael Mann, which I picked, then we've had Michael Bay, then we've had Tony Scott. So, yeah. Rob, give me give me a film director or an actor or an actress. Um, yeah, nothing like putting you on a spot, is it? <laughs> Rob's going through. Who have seen more films than anybody else of? Yeah. <laughs> I'd just choose one. I wouldn't go for who I've seen more films. It's just throw a random name in there. <laughs> exactly. Uh. Just... Just look at a film around your room or, or a poster or something. Go, that'll, that person will do. And then what I'll do then is I will try and pick five projects that they've done for the next episode and we'll see how we all do on that one. You mentioned Chris Pine earlier. Fair enough, he, Chris Pine then. Has he, has he actually done five films? I believe he has. That's how I... Yeah, I would have thought so. Star Trek 1, 2 and 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a lot more than that. Okay, well, that's fine. I'll write down Chris Pine. And then I will have a look. And um, oh, yeah, what I might do, credits. actually, is... Um, well, no, it's because it's you two that's competing, isn't it? So it doesn't matter. So I will pick five films that Chris Pine has done, and then we'll see how you guys do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we'll do that on the next one. So um, any, any, as we round this episode up, any plans for this week? <laughs> up to anything? Exciting. Uh, well, those following the the, the sci-fi whales um, Twitter page will notice that I'm doing a lot of um, kind of retweeting of um, Firestorm stuff uh, mm-hmm. with the Jerry Anderson stuff, just because I backed it. I love all the Jerry Anderson stuff. I've been a fan all my life, so I'm supporting uh, kind of the series and and want to see them to make more stuff. So everybody, get out and again watch that episode of Firestorm. Get it shared in the Geek House Facebook group as well. Just a, another shout-out mention yeah. for that wonderful little group, which is up to about 70-odd members now. So that's not bad in about a week. No. Doing quite yeah. well. <laughs> so we're getting all sorts of content in there and all sorts of... Uh, there's, there's a few famous people mingling around in that group, I might add. So that's quite cool to watch. Always good, yeah. So I'm not going to go through the list, but there are some actual movie people in there. Mm-hmm. So, Bob, what about yourself? Uh, well, sadly or whatever, uh, I'm on call this week, so kind of tied to the uh, tied to the phone and you know the computer when I'm out of work. Um, the only other thing that I've got planned is uh, my parents coming back from holiday, so I will be picking those uh, them up um, from Liverpool when the cruise ship comes in. Wow, mm-hmm. so, an interesting trip. <laughs> Hope you've had think- a good time. I'm sure they have. They they have a good time on most holidays. They do, don't they? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, anybody who's interested in Arrow Blu-rays, I know you are, Bob. Children of Men, I believe, comes out this week. Ooh. That is very good. Feature-wise, I went through all the special features the other day. There's probably about an hour and a half worth of special features. 
plus a commentary on it. So it's yeah. it's not one of the heaviest special feature laden Arrow releases, but it's pretty good. Yep. Not bad at all. The commentary isn't by the director, it's by somebody who's a massive fan of the film, so it does kind of work just as well. So it's not a case of this is how we did this, because you get yeah. all that on the make it of. This is more like, oh, I heard this story about this part, this story about that part. Uh, mm-hmm. Children of Men is a great film to watch twice. Once you watch for the actual storyline, the second time you watch it for the pure brilliance of filmmaking and how many <laughs> weird and amazing camera shots are in that film. It's insane, but it's uh, definitely worth picking up. So, And I think maybe in a couple of weeks, three weeks, I think Waterworld comes out Ooh. on uh, Arrow, so I'm going to be picking that one up at yeah. some point. So it's very good. What are um, unsung films there? There are in the run-up to, to December mm-hmm. when we have to start buying stuff, really cool stuff to give to people, give it away, which is... Yeah. I'll tell know, you one I, I wish they would do. That. Working mm-hmm. on the same principle as uh, Waterworld. Another one that you you basically kind of put me onto, I think, or I put you onto, um, The Postman. Oh, fantastic yeah. movie. Love that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Costner. Love it. Yep. I hope they do that. Fingers crossed. That would be good. <laughs> that would be an amazing uh, release, actually. It was one of my favourite movies for, for quite some time. Yeah, me too. I haven't seen that film for a long time. Shakespeare! Yep, great film. I think, yeah, I think we're going to have to watch that over the next week or two. We, we, <laughs> we need to hire a theatre, uh, a, a cinema on. screen, put it on and just sit there and, and enjoy. Yeah. The thing is, is like if us three sat at a theatre and watched The Postman, that would probably be the biggest audience that film has had in a cinema. Because <laughs> unfortunately, it did, not, it did not make a lot of money at all, and it was critically panned. Oh. I think a lot of it's just because of the title. It is yeah. a bit of a shit title, to be honest. It makes sense, because he is a postman, and that's how he, yeah. he cons his way into villages so he can survive and stuff. But yeah. I think at that time, I think people just decided we're going to take Kevin Costner down to Peg or three. Let's uh-huh. get him. And unfortunately, that film was had a big old bullseye on it, but it's one hell of yeah. a film. Mm. It's really good. Probably definitely. So it's nice to hear the postman get some love. Exactly. Cool. <laughs> right, well, I shall let you guys go. And uh, yes. Bob, if you can send me that MP3 file, because I don't <laughs> think mine recorded, but that's fine. I'll uh, have to check the, the f- mine has. <laughs> Hopefully it has. Otherwise, you know, it was a fun show, and uh, I'll yeah. put out a, a sci-fi ways panel as this week's episode. But uh, <laughs> you may have to we transfer that yeah. uh, file to me because of the file size. So, but that's well, cool. we'll work it out. On a stick. That is very true. And drop it off at some yeah. point. Not now because that's daft. But uh, yeah. Definitely. So thanks, guys. It's great to have you back again. Great yeah, to be back. Always fun. Episode sure. 441. So hi to everybody who's listening to this on Spotify. Welcome. Um, you can go back and listen to the previous 440 episodes if you want, but you don't have to. And um, I What's was chatting just... next week? Yeah, let's <laughs> listen to them all. I was chatting to Rob the other day, Bob, just on a quick note, and I was telling him about the episodes that we did where it was our yeah. movie history. Do you remember those? It was like yes. six episodes. And I don't think they're actually on this feed anymore. So what I'm going to do is re-upload them. <laughs> uh, I'll probably record a very quick... Because I think they're great shows. Yeah, Rob Lane. They really are. We, we did a little series of video game ones. So it was like yes. our first uh, memories of being in a video arcade. Then it was our home computer, I think it was. 
then mm-hmm. the first console and stuff like that. Recorded years ago, so some of them may appear a little bit dated now. We're like, I'm never going to buy a Blu-ray. What's the point? Newfangled <laughs> technology. But they are they are really good to listen to. So I'm going to re-upload those. I won't call them episode 443, 45, or whatever. <laughs> I will call them special episodes. So, yes. Um, if we sound a little bit younger on them, that's okay, because we were. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right, but they're just they're, they're too good shows to be lost, I think. So. Sounds yeah. great. Um, but yeah, enjoy. Have a good evening. Thanks, guys. And I will speak to you very, very soon. Take Indeed. care. Indeed. Enjoy Take yourself care. both, and thanks again. Will do. Chat soon. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.